Blog Talk Radio.
listen at your own risk. Attention, jungle junkies and new listeners worldwide. It's time for the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. The Urban Jungles Radio Show. With your host, Danny Mendez, the Beastmaster, and Andy Lee. Prepare to enter a new stream of consciousness, higher level of awareness, and an overabundance of awesomeness. Streaming live at the speed of light from the worldwide interwebs, straight to your brain's core. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. That's right, welcome to the world famous award winning Black. Friday Looting Urban Jungles Radio. I am your Beastmaster, Danny Mendez, and coming to you from the middle of the ladies' shoe department at our local Target department store, hidden away in a dressing room, is our very own Andy V. Andy, come here on the line. Shh, don't, don't, don't say that too loud, man. Don't say that too loud. I miss it. This, is my, this is my time of year, man. Sorry, Andy. Enjoy. I'm trying. I'm good, man. How are you doing tonight? Good man, good. It's good to uh to be back and, and good to be with you in in mm-hmm. spirit and voice in the very least, because you're not in studio with us today, but nonetheless you're you're always there with us. So thank you. Well I'm I'm here I'm here nonetheless. Yeah, we, we understand what's what's a priority in life. So any <laughs> Um yeah, man, we were off last weekend. I was away in Toronto. Toronto, and uh, we we missed you, Andy. We missed you. I, I I missed being up there, man. It looked like a really good time, you know. Of course, you get in trouble without me being there, so <laughs> I, I'm not sure what that says about your handlers up there while, while I'm not there, man. Uh, and I'll tell you a little bit about that before we get started. I'm gonna tell you all about how I ate enough poutine for both you and I, Andy, for both. Good. Days. No worries there, my friend. I have you covered. And, Appreciate uh, that. Yeah, yeah, no worries, no worries at all. So yeah, so so it was a spectacular time in Canada. And uh, before I get to that, we have a very, very special episode lined up for you this evening. Our uh, our guests this evening include an attorney working with U.S. Arc by the name of Sir. For some reason, I need to call him like a, we're getting to like knight him or something, so I can call him Sir Richard Stanley or Rich Stanley. <laughs> Uh, Rich is a great guy who's who's achieved some some big things for reptile keepers this year. He's joining us to talk about recent events in Maine and much more about U.S. Arc and the constant battle to keep your pets because that's basically what they do over there at U.S. Arc. And uh, a little while later, we shall be joined by the one and only Mr. Sean Heflick, the world-renowned. Croc specialist and professional alligator sexer, uh, Sean is going to tell us why we should be super duper excited, Andy, because I know I am, about next weekend and the annual Christmas Croc Fest event, which is happening, um, as well as a very special installment of Croc U. And if you don't know where Croc U is, then you are a Croc sucker. So, yeah, so you'll learn more about that from our guest this evening. And so, um, yeah, man, Andy, 
how fuck I can't even start cursing at this stage of the game. But how fucking exciting are you? Are you like this is great? <laughs> I'm so like, looking forward to Crossfest, man. We had such a blast last year that uh, I can't wait to be back this year. You know what's cool is that like last year it was like a weird situation because um, like we don't know a lot of the Croc people really outside of Sean, right? And we've been like kind of slowly picking up on on like because because just like every other group of animals, there's like little cliques of people, not cliques, but mm-hmm. groups of people that specialize in certain you know species or working with certain taxa and. So we don't really interact with those people more because those people tend to be focused like in the Florida areas, like where there are, you know, crocodilians to study and work right. with or to be kept, um, as opposed to up here where you have a couple of them, you know, scantily just thrown about at various zoos. So um, it was cool to uh, be able to go down there and meet these people for the first time. And I think, I feel like now that we've met them, we kind of like know so many people that are going to be there. And so it's so much, you know, a, 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 it wasn't, not that it wasn't exciting last year, but it's, it's it's a very exciting event this year for us because we have some familiarity with the folks there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that helps. I mean, you know, we were, we're kind of, you know, for, for lack of a better term out of our element with, you know, only knowing a handful of people. And now we, we know just about the whole crew down there, which is, which is awesome. You know? And you know what's cool? What was cool is that everybody down there is is really good people. You know, like everybody mm-hmm. there was there um, because they have genuine interests in in reptile conservation, or conservation in general, and they are all really cool people from all walks of life. They aren't just you know croc people. Um, they they aren't um, more just like you know people who who specialize in a certain thing and nothing else. They were all like all around reptile cool people and more importantly they were fun people. They were party people. So they fit the bill and a great time was had. So I can only imagine what it's gonna be like this year going back and seeing these people again and with new people in tow. Um mm-hmm. it's gonna be pretty spectacular. So I cannot wait. And we're gonna talk to Sean about that in a little bit. So hang on. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Just just you're just just getting out of this this Horrific state for for a couple of days is going to be a blast. No, no, it's not horrific. It's 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 you know I think it's actually we've been spared. Like the weather's been nice and we've had mild days. Amazingly, and, yeah. You know, it just sucks. Anybody, I think anywhere in, in most places in the world these days, like it's getting dark at four o'clock and it's like oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Anyway, let's get crack a lacking with the show, shall we? I want to talk about Canada real quick before we get started. All right, then. All right, then. Attention, jungle junkies, jungle junkies, jungle junkies. Prepare to enter a new stream of consciousness. Higher level of awareness. World famous, world famous, world famous, world famous, world famous. Urban Jungles Radio. Danny Mendes. Urban Jungles Radio. Andy V. Urban Jungles Radio. The Beast Master. The Beast Master Andy V. The Beast Master Andy V. The Beast Master. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. Andy V. The Beast Master Andy V. The Beast Master. It's the world famous Urban Jungles Radio. That was just my head. Do not be alarmed. Andy, I, 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 of course, love it when you're here in studio with me, and and just of course. get it. Have the fun that we have, but there's a certain sense of freedom of you not being in the studio, especially when it comes to just um, 
being able to not have to wear pants. And that's awesome. And I just want to share that with you. No, I, I agree 100% because that's what I'm doing right now myself. So. <laughs> this is great, Andy. We are reaching scores. Hundreds of thousands of people around the world are listening to our voices. And we're not even wearing freaking pants. How great is life? I, I love it. It's the way it should be, man. It's the way it should be. Why do you get the feeling that's going to rain true at Crockfest? Anyhow, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. It's Florida, man. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Somebody's going to end up jumping in the lake again. It all goes downhill from there. <laughs> anyway, speaking of festivities, let's talk about Canada real quick because I'm really, I, I want to really thank um, everybody up, up at the Canadian Pet Expo for having us out uh, this weekend up at Toronto. It was yes. a spectacular weekend with a very holiday-themed pet expo. And, of course, being able to see all of our Canadian jungle junkies and, and close friends that we've we've come to call family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, it was a good time, man. Andy, I wish you could have been there. I'm sorry you couldn't be there. I know that, you know, more important things call, and that's fine. We we all have battles that we have to m- m- measure for. And uh, mm-hmm. we have bigger battles to to fry, but this wasn't a battle. Luckily, this was um, a lot of fun, unfortunately, for you. Uh, it was the Canadian Pet Expo, and it was cool because it was Christmas-themed, and this is the first time I've ever been to an expo, of course, of the caliber that gets put on by Grant and Yvonne Crossman, but um, it was a holiday-themed expo, and Santa was there, and he was, like, taking pictures with your pets, and then, you know, they were charging, I think, like, five bucks or something for the pictures, but all the proceeds ended up going to uh, Pet Foundation, uh, the Don Cherry Pet Foundation, and um, it was good times. And there was a dog show constantly going through. Uh, There were all kinds of vendors selling everything from dog and cat things to, of course, a huge, huge reptile gallery. Um, You know, the reptile gallery, the reptile show in in itself was enormous, and then tack on, like, the dog and cat areas, and then, you know, the Santa areas, and there's an arena for performing dogs. There was another arena set up. Um, oh, man, I always forget the name of the company, but they're usually there, Andy. You've seen them. They're the people that show up with the really cool animals in the petting zoo type thing. thing. And and I hate mm-hmm. to use the term petting zoo. Oh, well, are, you, are you talking about uh, hands-on? Yes, hands-on. hands-on Toronto? Um, they're definitely okay. not like a petting zoo. They they are a really great experience. I, I kind of, I, I hate to, like, I, I probably shouldn't say this because it's kind of mean, but I like really scrutinized them over the weekend and I watched and, you know, they rotated out the animals that they used and the animals that they used were all really well adjusted and, you know, even though they were like, you know, kids who could have been could a little overbearing, the staff was immediately on it and the animals were just really well adjusted and didn't mind and the next day they mm-hmm. had a whole different set of different kinds of animals so they really kind of got a good experience. So if you were somebody who who was returning you know, for the second day, it was like a whole new set of pictures that you could get with a whole new different set of really cool animals. And it was everything from capybaras to lemurs and all that cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So I just really like, I like seeing that because it's so interactive and it gives people something really exciting to do. And um, kudos to the Canadian Pet Expo and Hands On for always putting on a really a good event. More importantly, a very, a very conscious event. You know, they're very like ethically conscious about the animals, which I really, really like. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I've seen them at, at a couple other, the CRBEs and the CPEs um, in the last couple of years, and I'm always impressed with the uh, the variety of animals they have. And, you know, the, the, the simple fact, like you said, that they rotate the animals out. They don't keep, you know, one particular animal out longer than it really needs to be. 
just, no. just you know, just to reduce the stress on it, and and that's great, and that's fantastic. And then, you know, I noticed this. I'm not sure if they did it this time, which I'm, I'm pretty sure they did. Um, you know, they they bring in a whole new set of animals the following day, so it's, it's yeah, yeah. completely different. You know, which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, like they had like capybara and kangaroos one day, and then they had like a lemur and tortoises and parrots and. Um, oh my god, what else? They had like this, just crazy cool shit. So it's really cool. And that's an experience all in itself. But then on top of that, tack on, you know, a reptile expo, and we get to see all of our Canadian, I don't, don't want to say fans, because that's like such a, like there's so no, much they're, cool, they're so much better point, than man. fans. They're fam, fam, fam with an M, family and friends up in Canada. And uh, it was really good. And I, I want to thank everybody who, who was nice to me up there and, and took good care of me because, of course, rolling alone is kind of tough. And, you know, it's like one of those things where I just didn't sit down all day and barely remember to drink water because it was running around yeah. constantly making announcements and having a good time, of course, with the microphone. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, these people. are all the little things that, that go on behind the scenes that not many people realize that, you know, I, I help you along the way. I take care of you like that, man. You do, I take care of you like that. You do take care of me. You're kind of like a like a caring fluffer of sorts, <laughs> and, and 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 you help me get through the day because we don't sit around, Andy. At Urban Jungles Radio, no. we don't dick around these shows. We're not sitting there typing on our. Well, maybe okay, some sometimes we are, um, but like sitting there typing on our phones, and like when we do it, it's for good reasons because we're updating you about things on Facebook yep. for Urban Jungles Radio. Absolutely. And um, so we don't do that. We like to interact with people. And so we jump out and, and, you know, especially the Canadian Pet Expo, they're nice enough to have us there as MCs and hosts. So, um, you know, I'm usually running around doing announcements all day and introducing people and special events. And it's just a lot of fun. The dynamics and the energy there is kind of unlike anything else in the U.S. So it's mm-hmm. exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. And once again, it was it was pretty spectacular with the pet ex, with the, especially the holiday themed. I really dug the holiday themed. I it made me feel like you know it was definitely getting into the. Did season. it get you in the mood? It totally Did it get you got in the spirit? me. Totally got me in the mood, Christmas spirit. It was I was just I was you know, I was slightly disappointed that it didn't snow. I have to admit it was it was cold as hell, but um it didn't. Oh snow. yeah, it was close because like areas around us got snow, but um you know Toronto area did not, Mississauga didn't. So um so we didn't get any snow, but still it was it was it was good times, man, and and it definitely got me in, in the spirit. And uh, I'm playing this song too prematurely. <laughs> so um anyway. Yeah, great times at the Toronto Pet Expo. Check it out, Canadian Pet Expo. I do believe we're going to be there in the spring sometime. Um, we got to nail that down still, but um, I think we're going to be there for the spring, so we will see everybody up there again soon. Very cool. The ground thaws. Just kidding. It's Toronto. It'll be snowing until June. Um, all right, man. Let's get started. All right. What a sale. <laughs> Come to Toronto. It smells until June. <laughs> but there's poutine. Poutine and damn good poutine. It was yep. freaking great. Yep. Team, by the way. Did there you bring me any back, by the way? Boy, Andy, I didn't. I ate it. I tried to, but it was like, no, no, no. It was like survival. You son of a like, bitch, man. You son of a bitch. On the plane. I thought I was going to go down, so I figured I might as well just eat it and die happily, but then it was really Fair enough. Two Fair enough. Okay. It, All right, I, I get that. Six, <laughs> like five minutes. Um, no, you know it was awesome? And, and that's it. That's like detract from the show. It's spectacular indoor in, extravaganza that was the Christmas that expo, but right outside there was a fucking poutine truck. Oh my god, it was so good. <laughs> oh my god, poutine all day long. <laughs> oh my god. And you know, okay, like between you and me, since nobody is listening, I'm not gonna like. I, I really should not. I really should not say this, but I gotta tell you this, and I can't hold it in because it's so exciting. Oh, so no. like, of course, oh, boy. like 
like, we got like a comp meal because you know like VIP and shit, right? So I got like a comp meal. So I was like, who oh, come here? And then like somebody was like, did you get a meal? Take them? Like, no. And then like I take them. It's like so it was, like it was like three poutines in a day. It was fucking great. Anyway, I should have said that. <laughs> <laughs> this is Emma Locke from the Human Centipede Two, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Join Danny Mendez live every Friday night at 10 p.m. in his quest to bring you the very best in cold blooded entertainment. From special guest appearances to you for the day. You're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Anyway, sorry. Our first guest this evening is Mr. Richard Stanley. He still wants to come on our show. <laughs> it's now turned into the Putin extravaganza. Uh, but <laughs> Rich is uh, he's an attorney uh, with a passion for reptiles who's been doing some really wonderful stuff since he's been working with Phil Goss over at US Arc, including fighting for your rights to keep reptiles. And uh, tonight he's joining us to talk about a disturbing chain of events which occurred in Maine a couple of weeks ago, I believe, and uh, some updates on happenings with U.S. Arc and more. So please help me welcome Mr. Rich Stanley. Here we go. All right. Rich, are you here? I'm here. Sir Richard Stanley reporting for duty. (laughs) Welcome, sir. Thank you for coming on the show, Rich. I really appreciate it, man. I'm glad you still talked to us after having you attacked by furry dinosaurs and all that good stuff up in Chicago, man. <laughs> I hope you've been behaving yourself since then. No. Absolutely not. And I would not <laughs> be accused of such a thing ever. <laughs> no, we've had fun, oh man. Um, you, you come up, I don't know if, if it's ever in the plans for U.S. Like, I know they've been up in the past. you got to come up to the, the Canadian shows, man, because cause you're like of Canadian origin, right? I have a lot of relatives in Canada. I have, um, actually, we have a house up there too. Yeah, you see, so you know the deal, and you should come up to the reptile shows up there, man. It's a good vibe. It's a really cool vibe, and it's different from the U.S. And I think uh, you you dig. Mhm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I would. <laughs> Why do I picture you like sitting in a lounge? jacket like a velvet like robe just chilling with slippers on and a pipe like talking to us just chilling almost like ron burgundy <laughs> how did you know <laughs> <laughs> see this is what i like about you rich not only are, are are you like an awesome guy in the way of the stuff that you do and the passion that you have for reptile keeping and and herpetal like field herping and and just all around you know reptiles in general and and you you implement that with your work through US Arc, but but you you like to have fun and that's important because nobody likes to stiff, and uh, that's good, man. So so anyway, all right, let's get down to business. You seriously have some like major stuff to talk to us about. A lot went down. For for people who don't know, tell us what happened up over way in Maine. Okay, well in Maine, which the last time I checked is still part of the United States of America. Um. One of our fellow herpers had um, four of her snakes confiscated. The um, main authorities showed up and, you know, with their guns and so on, and um, pretty much they had no search warrant. They pretty much bullied their way into her house, um, intimidated her, um, and 
they confiscated, I understand she has about 14 snakes, and they've confiscated four snakes. I understand it was an albino Burmese python, hog island boa, a Colombian boa, and a trans-pecos rat snake. Um, and then they proceeded to essentially immediately kill the animals. Now, why would so, those yeah, just, animals... let that, just let that settle in for a second. Is This is in the United States of America. We're not talking about in Russia 50 years ago. We're talking about United States of America 2015. Wow. Is this, is this really that much of a stretch, though, with some of the things and the actions, the extreme actions, I should say, that law enforcement has taken in a lot of cases with reptiles that you probably wouldn't normally see with other animals? Well, this, this this one's way over the top, and I, I mean, I guess you know some of the things I should add is that um, the uh, the victim she called friends um, who are permitted in Maine, and they contacted the Maine authorities immediately and said, you know, let us hold these animals, and they said, you know, no, they're on their way to be killed. What was their reasoning for the urgency in needing to euthanize these animals? Well, they say that um, they're dangerous to the environment in um, in Maine. Now, what was the legality of these animals that were taken? Why were these animals specifically seized? Well, I, I guess what where we need to start is with the Constitution of the United States of America. Um, and just to put this all in perspective, um, if there's a rule that's in place that's unconstitutional, then it's an invalid rule, it's an illegal rule, it's an unenforceable rule. Um, what we have in Maine is what is often referred to as a white list. And that means that the law says your pets are illegal unless we have put them on a list and then you're allowed to keep what's on the list. And if it's not on the list that we make, then it's illegal. So this is, in my way of thinking, you know, the, the worst kind of law that you know, that, and and so we're we're going we're going to go right after that. I mean, and and the the seizure and killing of these animals, I think, is 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 pretty clear that that's unconstitutional. Absolutely. Um, on 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 a procedural. They call procedural due process, especially if there was a potential. Like say, especially if there's a potential alternative in place in the way of licensed reptile keepers that could not only safely keep these animals but manage them until something can further be figured out without having to take the extreme measure of euthanization or euthanasia. Right. Yeah, and and, and I should mention that the the main herpetological society who we're working with. Um, they have worked for years 
to try to get a, a working relationship. And the state of Maine apparently just does what they want to do. And so, you know, the, 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 the Herpetological Society in Maine had um, offered over – had in, in addition to specific individuals having called the authorities right after the animals were seized, oh, you know, over the years the Maine Herpetological Society had offered to, do, to take animals, to take care of them, um, you know, in, in whatever circumstances. So there's there's no possible excuse for just killing these animals right off. The, the, the reason that the Constitution and the due process um, requires a, a hearing is because they don't want some government official to be judge, jury, and executioner. And the concept is is that you'll have an independent part of the government, the judicial part of the government, that, where you get an opportunity for them to look at the situation and say, you know, are there some problems here of one sort or another? And if you just take the animals and you immediately kill them, then you've eliminated that opportunity, obviously. Clearly, and and that's so horrible. That's, yeah, it's, it's awful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean that 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 is the, the most obvious, and I think what's going to turn out to be the most clear cut um, violation of constitutional law, um, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, this case. You know, we have to help this victim to fight back, and, right. and she and she has said she she wants to fight back. She wouldn't take a deal where they said, you know, we'll just you know give us a hundred dollars and plead guilty. And she said, no, I'm not doing that. Um. So that, so then you have to look at. The substantive, um, you know, due process and, and 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 whether these types of laws, these whitelist laws, are themselves constitutional, and um, the stand, you know, the standard for that is whether it's unreasonable, whether the whether the law is irrational. Um, and it's, you know, they have a small list of animals. I mean, and, and, you know, and I'll, you know, Kevin McCurley, um, who brought this to my attention, um, you know, knew someone who had had their koi confiscated. Oh, so they're, they're, con- they're, they're considered, um, they're, they're not, they're not on the list. <laughs> they're, they're not a they're not quote approved, so they're not approved. They're illegal. Uh, you know, obviously we're going to have, and we are doing, you know, some extensive research. Um, if if anyone out there in the audience is a lawyer in Maine, um, it would be great if they'd get in touch, um, because our victim certainly needs 
um, a main lawyer to uh, mm-hmm. to handle the case up there. We'll be there to help them. Um, That's yeah, ridiculous. It, it's a shame that you know. Most importantly, it's not just a breach of you know of law issue or taking someone to court for a fine. I mean, this is a, these women's pets. You know how long? Who knows how long she's had them? And to just have them destroyed like that—I couldn't even imagine. My gosh. Well, I, I wow. can I can assure you that it was um, a very emotional situation for her, as it would be, I'm sure, for a lot of um, pet owners. Sure. So, what is it that U.S. Arc wants to do then? How can we help? Well, we're you know we're gonna we're we're gonna give them the West Virginia treatment, and you I think we spoke about that. Oh wow, yes. it must have been a year ago or so. But um, we're we're gonna come we're gonna come at them at every possible way. Um, right now, we're, we're we currently are working to get the media attention on this and and we have media attention on it and it's been on the television it's been in the newspapers um and you know one one of the things that i really want to do is get like a reptile rapid response where when we need people in the community to just do simple stuff like you know go to then in this particular case Go to a reporter's Facebook page and politely explain, you know, how awful what happened is. Um, so that, you know, so that's that's one of the things. And in fact, if there's anyone in the audience who has um, computer skills and would like to help U.S. Arc with um, putting together. Um, a database for you know, rapid reptile response. Um, please get in touch with me, or get in touch with Danny, and he'll get he'll get you in touch with me. Um, mm-hmm. Because we we need to be able to get hundreds of people mobilized immediately, so that you get you get attention to these matters, as you know, being in the media. If it's not something of interest, or, or, or the reporter doesn't think it's of interest, or if the reporter can't convince his bosses that it's of interest to the community, then it's then it's just not going to get covered well. Right. Um, what has been the general? So that, I mean, we're going to do that. We'll, you know, we'll we'll work with the Maine Herpetological Society and other folks in Maine to um, try to have the law changed in Maine. They've tried these things in the past, and we need to get, just like what we did in West Virginia, we'll, we, we will have a core group of people in Maine, but we need to get the whole her community to jump in and help. And I know that there's some folks out there who will say, well, it doesn't really matter. If you don't live in Maine, then it doesn't it doesn't count. And that's just false. If you don't live in Maine, it counts as long as there are people in Maine 
who are making an issue. Then you're, just, you're, then you're essentially piling on. As long as there's a group of people in Maine making an issue, or whatever state it is, West Virginia, then you know, having people from neighboring states, having people from across the country pile on is fine. And that's what these other groups do that, are, that, that oppose us, the animal rights groups. That's exactly what they do. You know, but this is a situation that drives me crazy because you probably hear this a lot every day. I know we often do. And it applies to different things. It applies from everything to conservation to your ability to keep animals in the private sector is that, um, you know, everyone sits there and is like, what can I do? What can I do to help? What can I do to help? And then, you know, you explain to them that you don't have to, you know, quit your job and drop your life and, you know, volunteer with an organization to make a difference happen. This is one of those situations where something as simple as, you know, being part of the reptile response team or being, you know, quick to voice, you know, a proper voice, I should add, you know, not just spamming somebody's page with something, but but having, you know, and articulating what it is you want to say is such a powerful thing, especially in mass. I mean, the reptile community, if you want to call it that, the reptile keepers, whether on a professional level or even down to that 13-year-old kid who really, really loves his animals, um, you know, there's we we literally number in the hundreds of thousands, if not millions, and there's no reason that you can't use that power and those numbers to apply to something like this and seriously make a difference. And imagine that's all it would take, like a literal two minutes of your time Forever, you know, if everybody took two minutes to write something on, you know, the pages of, of these organizations or, or place it as directed by, you know, USARC or yourself, like, it would just make such a huge statement. You said that, you know, we, you know, we, we can do legal research. Um, poor Phil, I mean, I don't know when the guy sleeps. Um, you know, he, he's, he's constantly working on stuff. Um, but we need your help. We, 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 you know, it's, we, we need, you know, masses of people joining in. Like you said, it only takes five minutes or so. And, and the, most of the time we'll have U.S. ARC action alerts and it'll lay out and, you know, points that can be made and you can read through it and cut and paste or whatever you want or read it and you know and, and then you know put your own thoughts in there it's just not that hard and, and and we've proven that this can be done we've we turned west virginia around mm-hmm. 180 degrees um, it happened. I mean, it really happened, and it can happen again. It needs to happen, especially in a mm-hmm. situation like this where you have local government pretty much overstepping their boundaries. I mean, we know that we've heard it before. They're prone to doing it, and you know, just to think about it. And and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying cyberbully. Well, first of all, you're not going to cyberbully anybody in the government, but um, I'm not saying to cyberbully anybody. But but I think that if people really united and worked together, even on something as simple as this, as a Facebook group, they might, you know, really kind of reconsider some of the actions that they're taking, knowing that they're going to be in the public eye, they're going to be scrutinized by people who know their rights and who want to keep those rights, you know, alive. So it's just something to consider. Well, and, and, and let me just give you a good example. This case in Maine, 
after we started getting everyone to help to, you know, get the reporter to, you know, continue his reporting, the victim got a call from the warden who had gone to her house and seized these animals and said, you have to stop this. That's the kind of impact that, it, that it's already having, and we have yet begun to fight. And they're already trying to intimidate her into stopping, and, of course, she said no way. Good for, well, good for That's her. That's unbelievable. Good for her for at least having the, the fortitude to fight that because those situations can be really intimidating. Those people, usually when they exercise their power in that capacity – do it in an intimidating fashion. So it's not always easy to fight that kind of thing. So kudos to her for doing that and for speaking out. And more importantly, kudos to you and U.S. Arc for taking up arms for this person. I'm sure she greatly appreciates that during this time where she's obviously distraught. Um, being that it's, I couldn't even imagine you know, having your animals destroyed like that before you have the ability to take action. So, I mean, good on you guys to, to be able to at least advise her and hopefully get some resources up for her and, and do something about this because it can happen. It can happen to you anywhere. Trust me. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, and, 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 and with the animal rights groups that are out there that bring in hundreds of millions of essentially you know, fraudulently obtained donations to their fraudulent commercials and whatnot, that's not going to go away until the federal government finally steps in and puts an end to 501Cs like the Humane Society and the rest of them, you know, abusing their... Um, charitable status by by this extensive lobbying. Um, extensive indeed. I mean, it does take up a majority of their resources and time, doesn't it? I mean, it's just not a small portion of their operation. Yeah, well, there's been various organizations that have looked into it, and the statistics is, as they've been reported, that, you know, you, you see the, the dogs and cats on television and you know, donate to help this animal and you find out that one to two percent at most of the money that goes into these organizations is used for shelters. And they, are, they, they are lobbying organizations. There's no question about what they are. And that's what they sell you at. That's the false advertisement that people get suckered into all the time. And it pisses me off and it drives me crazy because it's maddening how much of the general population believes that this money, you know, they're donating to the little puppy with the Sarah McLaughlin song in the background is going to go to them. It's not. It's not. It's ridiculous. It's going to go to these people who spend their time harassing you, the pet owner, because ultimately we've already heard some of the agendas of these larger, you know, AR groups like PETA and HSUS that ultimately do not even want you having a pet, period. It's absurd. Correct. That's the irony of it. The very pet owners contributing to their own demise thanks to how well these organizations have sold us. Yep. And it's, and it's, and it's gotten worse 
in, in, in addition to the groups you named and ASPCA, you know, it's there, there's in, there's environmental sounding organizations, some which at one time I think you know were more environmental oriented that have gotten infiltrated by animal rights people, uh, Center for Biological Diversity, the Nature Conservancy, and you know that they are jumping in on these things. I I can only imagine that they see the hundreds of millions of dollars that are raised by the Humane Society and so on, and they they want a piece of that action. It's it's maddening. It's maddening. Well, once again, thank you for for fighting this battle. It's absurd. Let us know what can we do. Can we? Can the U.S. Arcta help direct us in this? Like, what what do you ask of us as far as helping with this situation in Maine? Yeah, we'll, we'll pay attention to U.S. Arc action alerts. Um, we we we've already been working on it. You know, anyone in the reptile community on Facebook um, can look and see. You know what we're doing. Um, it's posted in a number of the Facebook groups. Um, if if you're on Facebook and and you, you're saying, "Well, I want to help," and I don't, you know, just you know, find me on Facebook and send me a note, and I'll make sure that you're getting into the right groups. That um, so you'll see what's going on. It's it, that's that is amazingly that is you know the place where we really get people to you know to to to, you know, to volunteer to, to you know to do things quickly um and then of course you know you know we have the official US arc alerts and all that stuff too right. excellent well we will definitely do our best to keep everyone posted via the urban jungles radio pages on facebook twitter um also our homepage and all that good stuff where you can already find links back to U.S. Arc, but we will definitely help direct everyone back to you guys, so that we can um, best organize, you know, as as best as we can, to to help battle this because it it really is absurd. And and I want to thank you once again for not only doing this but uh, for coming on tonight and talking to us about it, Rich. Uh, it's it's my pleasure. And and if I can just say one last thing. Yeah, of course. Don't, 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 you know, to, to, to all the reptile folks out there, don't be pessimistic. <laughs> we have, we've gotten a preliminary injunction against the United States government. That's unheard of. You know, we, we, we beat back West Virginia where they wanted to list almost all the reptiles across the board to eliminating all of them, this big ship that's, you know that's been going against us is turning in our direction and and so don't be pessimistic um you know you know get your pitchforks out you know cuz we're going to war Attack! <laughs> thanks Rich. <laughs> thanks for doing it man thanks for coming on we we love having you on and hopefully come back okay. soon and give us some updates all righty good talking to you take care man take care okay this is Dominic Monahan, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio. Urban Jungle Radio. 
Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Mr. Huffling? How the hell are you, man? What's going on? What's up, Sean? Uh, okay, what are you hey. eating? <laughs> Am I eating? Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was too nice, actually. Cause, get out of your mouth. You're having a goddamn interview. Try to be professional for five minutes of your life. Oh, well, I was. I was preparing myself, you know. At least paint that a <laughs> I'm preparing myself by putting ice cubes in my mouth and then, like, being all numb. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's up, man? What have you been up to, Mr. Excitement, world-trotting person of secrecy? (laughs) Uh, Well, I just got back from Costa Rica. Um, As you know, uh, I've been down there for, oh, or so, building an epic crocodile sanctuary. Woo! So, Woo! Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's coming along. It's uh, actually going to be pretty amazing. We're, uh, there are two phases to it. The first phase will be done here pretty quick. And uh, the second phase shortly after. And it's kind of like, I don't think anything else has been done like it. Uh, definitely not in Costa Rica. Um, and... Uh, I'm guessing I'm guessing pretty much nowhere on the planet, because um, that's just how I roll, boys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. From what I've seen and heard, it does not, it will not disappoint, and and I'm very excited, man. This is going to be really spectacular, and I I cannot wait. I, I cannot imagine a better person to really go after this the way you have, and you know, and and seeing how it's all going to come together, just really awesome stuff, and. Congratulations and kudos to you and everybody involved. I know you guys have been working insanely hard under absurdly insanely conditions um, to get a lot done, and, and you've achieved you know a lot. And, and good on you, man. Good job. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's been fun. It's um, you know it's interesting because I only post uh, you know warm and fuzzy pictures on Facebook every now and then when I do. And everybody's like, oh, you're living in paradise, living the dream. And they don't see the pictures where I'm, you know, nipple deep in cow dung muck every day and, uh, you know, all, all that fun stuff. And so, but. And uh, not, that's not the slightest exaggeration either. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, it no just, there's there's no exaggeration to that at all. But, but, <laughs> Like you said, man, just it, nothing in the world will ever be like this. It is. It, it's gonna remind me of that moment of like in King Kong where they like unveil him for the first time as like the eighth wonder of the world. This is going to be like what I don't know how many wonders it's up to now. This is gonna be like the tenth wonder of the world. It's gonna be really spectacular. So, good stuff, man. Good stuff. And continue to work hard and, and be safe. Um, hella conditions. And uh, you know, good stuff is, is definitely more to come. But we have we have more important things at hand, man. Because I I've been so freaking excited. Me and Andy have been talking about this behind the scenes. Um, we have been prepping. We've been like shipping people from overseas. I think we just got some new Canadians on board that decided like in the last forty eight hours to come. Like we, I'm nice. so up. Um, of course, we're talking about Christmas Crockfest that goes down at Croc Manor next week. December 5th, Saturday, just spectacular event. Tell us what is going to happen. Well, tell you what, it uh, it is. You know, it's been growing every year, and, you know, it's just a good time. We uh, we kind of cracked it open last year a little bit, and uh, it, it's just sitting there ready, uh, ready to be busted wide open this year. But it starts <laughs> at noon, and this is, you know, this has become the world's premier 
you know, ongoing fundraiser for, you know, critically endangered crocodiles. And um so far? In, what's that? How much have you raised so far? How much has Crocfest raised so far? In, uh, in, you know, we we put in the in the in the little blurb over one hundred forty thousand dollars, but actually, I think it's just peaked over over about one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and that's in about four and a half years. Wow, spectacular work, man! That is is really phenomenal, and I love the fact that the whole sense of community of people that have come together for this, to have what, honestly, and, and I'm not bullshitting the slightest bit, I mean, we, you and I, we've done a lot of venues together and a lot of different things around the world, and we've gotten to hang out some really good places and, and really good people, but I have to tell you, man, this is honestly, as of last year, it is easily one of my most favorite events going on of all, like, the reptile events that go on all year round, and it is without a doubt the best conservation-based event that I've ever been to because the fun that we had last time and to see the achievements and the people going so out of their way with generosity and having just the best time. I mean, everybody, of course, was shit-faced, but everybody had the best time ever. I mean, not, there was not, like, a single person who was a jerk. It was great, and, and everybody was, like, family when they left, and we've all kept in touch. I mean, I've kept in touch with so many people that I met down there and, and have had as friends over the, the last course of the year. Like, it is genuinely a really, really good time, man. And you guys, you go, you and your family and, and your close friends, you, come, you guys really go out of your way to make a spectacular event, man. We really appreciate that. Well, you know, it's it, it, it's a lot of work, but there's a lot of people involved. I mean, even my neighbors get in on it, you know. they uh, Just everybody comes together, like you say, and it, it's just fun, you know. It's uh, it's, it's my passion, and, and you know, hopefully I'm, I'm passing it on as well, and, and we have a good time, and, and, you know, there's a lot of prep to it that people don't, don't quite understand. Um, a lot goes into it, but, uh, you know, that's just what we're about. And, you know, this year we've got some amazing oh. Austin items. Now, besides just the, you know, just the daily stuff, you show up, there's stuff for kids to do, there's animals, there's obviously a lot of crocodilians, um, and, uh, you know, there's snakes, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. We've got a two-acre spring-fed lake, you can kayak, you can canoe, you can fish, you can swim. And, um, you know, so besides all of that, um, we have this year some auction items that kind of unprecedented. And one of them is a trip to Gabon, Africa. (sighs) And that... Trip. If you want remote, if you want amazing West African, you know, that Central West Africa, gorgeous, pristine forest and habitat and animals, this is true. No other. Unbelievable. Um, of the most remote and amazing planet in Africa, and you'll be hands-on, and you will be just immersed into Gabon. And pretty exciting. Um, to follow that up, 
we also have a trip to Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory oh Coast God. of Africa. <laughs> and that, too, will be going into amazing, amazing habitat. Um, you know, I was there not too long ago, kicked off some research with uh, Osteolamus and also Cataphractus. <sighs> and uh, I go back, matter of fact, the day after... Rockfest. I uh, board a plane and go back to West Africa, um, the Ivory Coast, for the regional uh, crocodile specialist group meeting there. And this will be amazing. I, I'm here to tell you firsthand, it's some of the most beautiful, gorgeous. You're talking about areas with not only the osteolamus, not only the cataphractus, but you're talking about amazing hornbills and pristine rainforests and areas where there are pygmy hippos and wild troops of chimpanzees and just amazing, amazing, amazing trip. Um, And that is also uh, one of the auction items. Um, And besides all that, you know, we've got carvings, we've got paintings, we've got just amazing things that are being done um for this but it's kind of hard to beat those two that those are going to be the big ticket items um <laughs> and rightfully so because you're talking about these aren't tours you can just pick up anywhere these are led by a you know by phd um crocodile specialists um that have intimate knowledge in those areas uh, of not just crocodilians, but also, you know, the wildlife in general and the habitat. And so it's uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, can't wait to see what those do in the auction. Good Lord, I am bringing a taser and the first motherfucker who bids against me is getting taken out. Good Lord, that's amazing, man. Holy shit. Wow. Like, I can't even, like, begin to soak that in. Not one, but Two absurd, absurd opportunities for the animal lover. And I feel bad for you if you're not going to be there to bid on this, suckers, because we are. <laughs> and I'm happy yep. about that now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Holy these sh- trips are absolutely, you know, going to be amazing. Um, and remember, you know, this is for a good cause, 100%. 100%. I, I'm like, you know, I will never back off of that figure. One. Hundred percent of money's raised at Crockfest in the auction goes to in situ crocodile conservation for endangered crocs around the world, and yep. that that is the beauty of this. Um, it, that administrative and overhead fees are taken care of by the organizers and you know and by sponsors, and all of the money raised um, from these events goes directly into it um you know none scalped off the top none's you know used for you know oh administrative and i need an office and i need none of that zero zilch um and uh we just pour all this money into trying to protect and conserve these amazing amazing animals and uh and everybody gets involved you know it's just as the years go by and as the different croc fests, you know, get knocked down and new ones come, just people get more and more excited. And uh, I know I do. You know, it's uh, these never get old. 
I can't imagine them getting old. Um, and that's why I'm also throwing in uh, a trip to Costa Rica as one of the auction <laughs> items. And oh uh, go down um, to Costa Rica with me, and you'll be my private guest. And uh, we will go into Carrera, world-famous Carrera National Park, and uh, we will uh, we will trek through there, and we will also hit the beaches. We will hit the famous uh, Tarkalese River, uh, the Crocodile River. We'll go to my new project, um, and we will just make an amazing time of it and just immerse you into everything that is Costa Rica in that area, crocodiles, crocodiles, and also there's so many birds. I mean, Carrera National Park has um, over 330 species of birds there. Amazing. Scarlet macaws everywhere and toucans and you name it. Um, wow. And, yeah, howler monkeys, spider monkeys. You've got uh, capuchins. Just amazing, amazing forest. Uh, and that will also be one of the auction items uh, up for bid. Oh, my God, dude. I swear to God, no bullshit. I'm getting like chills just thinking about it because it is – literally a life-changing experience to go to that part of the world because it is really unlike any part of the world that I've been to. I mean, the the bi- just the biodiversity and, and just the amount of, of animals that you're surrounded by constantly waking up to macaws never gets old and, and seeing crocodiles, you know, in the Tarkalis River is just one of the most astounding sights. It's a surreal sight that you have to sit there. You need an hour to just sit there on that bridge and soak that vision in because it's unreal, dude. And I cannot tell you enough what kind of uh, just a religious, believe me, if there's a religion, it's right here. It is the Church of Heflick because let me tell you, the area (laughs) that he's going to show you will change you forever. It is really spectacular. I can tell you that firsthand. And wow, dude, holy shit, man. People, never mind, I take that back. People are going to be shanking each other at your auction, dude. It's going to be absurd. (laughs) Hey, if there there aren't fist fights over these things, something's wrong. So we're not doing something right. Urban Jungle Radio will have cameras rolling for the entire event. <laughs> Just in well, here, that's, that's the thing. Danny and I are going to be fighting it out for it anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> We're going to be the only one. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll, be like, it'll be like Black Friday all over again. You said, <laughs> I find it crock matter. <laughs> oh, it's so perfect, man. Oh, dude, I cannot wait. That's spectacular news. And of course, um, we have been huge fans of Crocfest and what it does for crocodile conservation in the truest, most legit form, as you said, especially with 100% of the proceeds going, which is by all standards unheard of because no organization does that. And, and kudos to you and everybody who's involved with you know putting together this this event and and working together with the organization even even your neighbors man just just awesome stuff and it's it makes me so happy to to be a part of something like that and to just participate and and be around everybody during this event man it's going to be really good stuff so I, I i really hope if you are listening to this and you can get down it is worth it i promise you it is a weekend worth it probably better than any event going on in the States right now, definitely better than any other conservation event that I could think of, Um, even better than most reptile shows that go on in the country. You want to talk about a hands-on experience, just going to Croc Manor alone is worth the the price of of going to see um, your collection, dude. That, again, I'm looking forward. Even though I've seen it before, I'm 
just so looking forward to seeing your animals again. They're so spectacular. And um, I'm sure, are you going to do stuff like feedings again and everything like you did last time? No, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, we'll we'll do the tour around and we'll we'll see the different species of crocodilians. I'm up to 16 or 17 species, and uh, wow. you know, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get uh, get some you know different animals out, and and uh, you'll be able to get your picture taken with them and handle them, and you know, just be up close and personal uh, that you just can't do anywhere else. And um, like I said, throughout the event, there's so much going on. It you know it, it's it's family friendly. There's a lot to do throughout the day, and uh, you know then as night falls after we fill our bellies uh, <laughs> with uh, with the good food, uh, things get things get a little a little more adultish, um, and uh, we we throw on we throw on some OH on the end of everything we drink, and uh, you know things get a little bit crazy in the name of conservation, and uh, there are no taboos, no no holds barred. And uh, it's all all to raise money for uh, the conservation of endangered crocs. And, um, you know, every single person out there is invited. And uh, we, uh, we, hope, we hope you come, you have a good time. I have yet to hear anybody, you know, walk away and be like, you know, I don't know, that was, you know, everybody has a good time. They rave about it. And... Uh, you know, it, it's uh, that's what it's about, right? Uh, coming together. I mean, look, we even have people. I know it's going to be a shocker. We have people in this in this reptile industry hate each other, no. and they still show up, and they're cordial, and you know, because it's for a good cause, and that's yeah. what it's about, you know. And um, you know, everybody's invited, and uh, you know, it, it's good times, and I, I can't I cannot stress enough. Um, you know, this this is what I'm passionate about, and I I go out of the way as well as the other organizers and just volunteers and everybody that makes it happen. Um, you know, put this on, and you know we're serious about it. But at the same time, we want everybody to walk away and go, "Damn it, I had a good time. I got to come back and I got to bring more people." And it's happened. It's happened this year. It, it's happening everywhere, man, for sure. Yep. Because I think every croc fest that I've attended just seems to be gradually getting bigger and more and more exciting. And, and every single one has been a blast. So I'm I'm completely just looking forward to this. I know Andy and I definitely are, as well as people. Emma Locke is coming all the way from the UK for this. Um, it's going to be pretty damn awesome. So thanks, man. Thanks for doing this. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing you, brother. It's going to be a, a really good time. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. Oh, dude, I will say this, though. Andre, if you're out there and listening, if you show up with that vodka with ghost yeah. peppers, <laughs> I, I will hurt you. <laughs> but, Andre, uh, bring it, Andre. Bring it, Andre. Bring it, bring it, bring it. Oh, my God. Great stuff. I cannot wait. You're home, too. You have no excuses. <laughs> oh, dude, I lost, the, I lost the whole lining of my sinuses, like, sloughed off. Oh uh, it just like ran and just ran right out my nose and down the back of my throat. It was good stuff. Yeah, it was, it was great. Yeah, I was I was hurting, man, and I can't imagine how you felt. So I, it was rough, rough stuff. But God damn it, Andre. <laughs> I don't know, man. I had a good time. I I didn't feel anything. I don't know. Yeah, just... yeah, shocker. <laughs> Quite <a> designated driver. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing you next week, man. And uh, it's going to be spectacular. So make sure you get there. Where can people go for more information? 
Yeah, on Facebook, uh, go to go to Crockfest. Uh, we've got a page. All the information is there, and uh, you know the hotel that we use, Holiday Inn Express, and on Malabar Road, and there's a special deal, and it's all listed on the on the Facebook page. And we're going to start now that we're getting closer. We're going to start throwing up some of these auction items, and uh, we've got a, a hand carved. I commissioned a hand carved alligator skull. Um, it's going to be badass, and we've got just so much at these auctions that it is amazing. And like I said, these tours, come on. You know, Gabon, Ivory Coast, Costa Rica, those three alone, people should be rescheduling their plans And uh, because guess what? The only way to get these tours is to be here. Unbelievable, dude. I cannot wait, man. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on and, and talking to us about it. I know you're crazy busy hopping off of planes and hopping them back on and riding vultures and whatever else it is that gets you where you got to go. <laughs> but uh, thanks for coming on and talking to it. And, and I look forward to seeing you, man. I'll see you next week. All right, boys. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. All right, man, here, brother. brother. Take care. This is a right, journey later. into sound. I'm Marty Stauffer. And you're listening to Urban Jungles Radio with Danny and Andy. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know. Urban Jungles Radio. Urban 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 Jungles Radio. 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 Urban. Urban. I'm Marty Stauffer, and you're listening to Urban Jungles Radio. Urban Jungles Radio. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know. We go with Crockfest, motherfuckers. Yeah, we go with Crockfest. We go with Crockfest. Can you tell me say it? We go with Crockfest. Andy, we go with Crockfest. Crockfest. Uh, Crockfest. Crockfest. Crockfest, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. That's going to be great, dude. Dude, seriously, like... I, how much money you got, man? We gotta we gotta pull together. <laughs> we gotta go to Gabon. Yeah, if it's a trip for two, absolutely, we'll, we'll pull our shit together. Gabon and just do oh, Costa Rica. I like I can't even get it out. I stutter talking about that place. Um, man, that that spot is is is. Those are two two or three huge trips, man. All of them. Every single one trips. of them is yeah. Every single one of them is is huge. It's absolutely monstrously huge. But I can only speak for Costa Rica firsthand, and, and I'm st- right. I st- exactly what we're talking, where Sean is mentioning, and man, what a just amazing, amazing place. It's it's definitely life cleansing, soul cleansing, and the stuff you will see and do there is is spectacular. It is worth. Selling a kidney or a smaller sibling to an Asian crime ring. It is totally worth it. Do this, people, because you will be happy you did. Trust me. I would well, I have thought about selling my kidney kidney for uh, for a trip like that. I'll totally do it. You got to. 
I got two exactly, man. Exactly. I think you could also get like a sliver of liver, like sells it that, and it regenerates and shit. So you're all good. And yeah, I have to give it a certain percentage, right? I think. Yeah, it, it's like yeah, it's whatever small percentage, and then you'll regenerate it like a. It'll, like it'll totally be worth it, man. It'll totally be worth yeah. it. Yeah, 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 for real. And even if you gotta do some black market organ sales, it's all good, Andy. It's all good and all worth it. But these yep, no one's judging. No one judges. No one judges. We don't judge you. It's okay. Sell a liver. Sell a kidney. Sell a toe. Whatever it takes. Like, it's okay. It's we okay. got ten do- toes. I mean, come on. You only need really about four. That's it. You just you don't need it. You don't, you don't even need it for counting. You just toes are gross anyway. <laughs> we should we should not have toes as a species. We're gonna lose them anyway in like a hundred thousand years, and we should just do that now and evolve quickly so that we don't have to look at people's toes anymore and we can all have feet like Barbie and Ken dolls. And I digress. Andy, why do you let me go? <laughs> I love fun. I love putting you on these little these, these little roads, man, and just watching you go. <laughs> I mean, you know what's fun? No, I should have mentioned this earlier. I don't want to go. I'm still so psyched up about Crockfest. Um, Rich Stanley, like, I, I like the way he talks. <laughs> yeah. He's just very slow and methodical, yet teaches you something when he talks. <laughs> 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 like, I can see, you know, he's just chilling there with like, his, like, his, his sitting dressed like, like, like Hugh Hefner and chilling in his you know, the, the, the simple fact that, you know, it, at Chicago and the RBC, he allowed us to, to mess with him so hardcore, and he still came on the show tonight. So that's, that's just huge on his part. <laughs> nah, he's a really good dude. Like, honestly, personally, I, I really like him. It's so nice to be behind the people in the U.S. Danny, you're talking too much again. No, but seriously, no, it's nice. it's nice to have people, like, with leadership and people who are passionate and, and are you feel confident getting behind, you know, and stuff like this and these situations. And it's nice to have the help of an organization mm-hmm. like US Arc during these situations because I couldn't imagine well I could imagine. It's it's very, very difficult to have to go through that and, and to be treated like a criminal because you have pets. Because that's what happens in these situations. You're made to feel like a fucking criminal. Absolutely. And it's just nice that there's somebody in your corner. And yeah, it's a shame, man. It's a shame. And you can grow a nice mustache. It's going to take me <laughs> about five that? years. <laughs> Andy. Andy, I'm sorry. Did you see my little video with the with the piglet in Canada about your beard? Yes, I was so jealous. I didn't mean to crack on your beard. But he was very cute. He he was very cute as a pig. I think he needed a mini pig in life. Who doesn't need a mini pig? I saw a video this morning with uh, mini pigs opening up their uh, their Christmas presents, and one of them was just playing with the the ball, and the other was playing the wrapping paper. Uh, it was so cute. I wanted to puke, man. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> mini pigs are awesome, and and I wish you met Dozer. Was his name? Dozer. That was his name. Uh, Dozer. Yeah, that was his name. Dozer. He was so fucking bad. He was like he was like Mayor McCheese up there, man. Like he was just no, no, no. he was just like. He, he like he got up in that show and like people were just crowding around him and every time I walked around the show like there was a crowd of people they were crowded around this fucking pig and he's just loving it and he would sit fucking pig would sit on command I could get my dog to do that and this pig he would just sit and chill out right and at one point um you know well, well I should I should backtrack that while he was sitting like his owner 
slash trainer would give him like a little treat, right? Like a little nugget of some sort. I don't know what the hell it was. Uh, I think it was like a little dog treat or something. So anyway, so she would give him this little dog treat, right? And it's so funny. So at one point, the woman was like, oh, I'm going to go get his picture with Santa. And I'm like, I want to check this out. I want to check out Santa and the little pig, right? So I could go over there and like we're fucking around and, and they give him a candy cane, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gives a pig a candy cane. And I swear to God, you just see that moment. It's like, it's like giving my kids a candy cane or like, <laughs> like it's like the cartoon, like you see the eyes open up wide. He's just like, <gasps> and I swear you could hear, like you could see that he's like hearing angels like, he never had That's the best thing he's ever had it, in his right? life. He loved it, right? He loved it. He, he inhaled it, and he was like, oh, like, oh, my God, what was that? You could see his little piggy expressions, like his little piggy passion was shining through for the candy cane, right? And he's, thinking, he's like, look at me, I'm happy with my hoos. And, um, so he's doing his little piggy, like, dance, and she was happy. And then, like, the woman's like, okay, and she's trying to get him back and check and shit, and she, like, has him, like, sit down, and he wouldn't do it. And so she whips out his treats, and he looks at the treats, and he's like, nah, fuck that. And, like, <laughs> So he wanted nothing but candy cane for the whole night, right? And for the whole day, I should say. And this lady was walking around with like candy canes and lollipops for this pig to get him to go around and do things because he was like, I'm not moving until you give me candy. And it was the funniest goddamn thing. Oh, no. You just got that pig hooked on candy. She got, yeah, I I wouldn't take the full blame, uh, but but mostly. (laughs) I give you full blame. I give you full blame. <laughs> I'll tell you, because he was cute and he deserved candy. And I would totally like, get, <laughs> get a van just to abduct him. <laughs> I would totally get like like the creeper van and just abduct him one day. Be like, here, piggy. Come here, I got lollipops for you. And, like, really <laughs> fucking cute pig, man. Pigs are so goddamn cute. But anyway, I digress. It's getting late. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, man. Well, we are not on the air next week because we are... Heading on down to Florida town, Florida way. Um, mm-hmm. so we will be down in Florida in the uh, Palm Bay, Orlando area. And mm-hmm. you are going to want to follow the awesomeness via Urban Jungles Facebook, Twitter. Uh, and yeah, that's about it. Really. That's what I'm going to update because I'm going to be having fun and probably inebriated by the end of the evening. So don't count on too frequent updates, and it'll just be blurry and dark anyway. But still, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure what you're saying. Probably you. You will be. Yeah. Yeah. That's how. That's how these things go, man. That's how these things go. <laughs> that's how they are. You're gonna get fucked up, and you're gonna have a good time. That's just how it is. Okay. All right. <laughs> just accept it. Just accept it. Man. <laughs> just deal with it. Just love it. Embrace it. Okay. True. <laughs> <laughs> we should. We are. We are going to have a damn good time, but it is going to be in in the name of something great, and um, we we are going to see people that we we love. And people that we have a good time hanging out with. All of our Canadian folk are coming. We're going to have, like, folks down there. Mike Shady and Rob are heading down. Um, so, like, you know it's going to be trouble. Um, and it's gonna oh, my be God. We're going to have all of our Canadian peeps down there. And it's Florida in December. And we're going to get some herping in. And sometimes it's just, ah, oh, it's going to be great, Andy. It's going to be so fucking great. I, I can't tell you how, how forward-looking I am to this thing. Does that make any sense? Probably not. No, but it's okay because I usually make less sense than you. <laughs> That's because you're you're mostly inebriated. I'm the sober one. That's true. No, I, okay, wait. No, I want to make a point here because 
Okay. In my creation, I am genius. Like, I come on, dude. You know, I never claimed. Awesome I company. never claimed you weren't. Tell me I'm not like the awesomest drunks like ever. Like I'm a really awesome drunk. I'm I'm, I, I'm not I'm not sure why you're getting defensive about this. No, because cause, cause you just said that like I'm saying stuff because I'm I'm because I'm drunk and like that's not true. When I'm drunk, I'm usually on point. So like at these fucking festivities, when I'm there, I'm magical. Like just know this, just know yeah. that and, and absorb yeah. that. So come to these festivities, come to Crockfest and experience this firsthand. Okay, now we can outro out. Hold on, let her talk, Andy. Let her talk. <laughs> This concludes another episode of the world-famous Urban Jungles Radio Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors, and most importantly, you, our jungle junkies, for tuning in this evening and supporting us in all that we do. Don't forget to tune in next Friday night for another live episode. And if you missed any of our shows, be sure to download them on iTunes for free. Be sure to like Urban Jungles Radio on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at UJ Radio. Thank you for listening to Urban Jungles Radio. Danny, did I forget anything? You forgot that there are some awesome people we have to thank. I'd like to, of course, thank the Canadian Pet Expo and uh, Grant and Yvonne Crossman for all of their support and for having us come out for such a great time. We look forward to seeing you guys in the spring. Uh, I'd also like to thank Mr. Rich Stanley for coming on on the show and uh, for doing all he does for U.S. Arc. Thank you, U.S. Arc. Thank you, Rich. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, supporters of U.S. Arc. Thank you, Jungle Junkies, around the world for listening. Um, really appreciate it. And, of course, special thanks to Mr. Sean Halfleck for coming on and telling us about all the crazy, exciting stuff that even I didn't know about, um, which says a lot, and uh, all the crazy, exciting stuff that's happening at Crockfest next week. I really genuinely hope that I see some of you out there. It is going to be a great event. And um, it's gonna be good stuff. So hopefully we'll see you soon. If not, you can hear all about it in every jungles video. We'll keep you, we'll keep you posted. And uh, I am not gonna be jumping into a lake, regardless of what you read on social media. See about that. <laughs> um, of course, once again, special thanks to you, our jungle junkies. Um, you guys, you guys are awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for for keeping us close to your hearts. And, yeah, and, oh, without you, we would not be doing this. Still, it's true. Don't you? Without you guys, forget it. We'd just be two creeps in a room, like talking to ourselves, and it's yes. okay. And, and I've wanted... seen the videos of that from the hotel rooms, and, and no one needs to know about that. It, it's true. You've all seen too much. If you follow us on social media, you've seen too much. <laughs> and yet another reason why Danny is awesome when he drinks. <laughs> it's true. Awesome, and I am articulate and naked. This is true. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 you know what I want to say? Um, real quick, it's Black Friday, right? So like, we should have like some kind of Black Friday sale. But I don't really have a lot to sell. But I do have some amazing T-shirts. And let me tell you, dude, Andy. Um, across the board, man, we've gotten five star reviews from anybody who's purchased a T-shirt. And like, I want to like almost like put it in some kind of guarantee form that this is the goddamn softest T-shirt and softest hoodie you will ever find. I have gone out of my way to get an incredible garment mm-hmm. here for you. And everybody who touches these t-shirts and everybody who wears these t-shirts is just floored. They're floored by how soft they are. And, and we, we stake our reputation on the fact that I promise you, these t-shirts feel like warm, fuzzy hugs for me and Andy simultaneously throughout the day mm-hmm. while you're wearing these shirts. You want to get them. I have 
some very limited sizes left. I think I have like a couple mediums, larges, and smalls. I don't have anything for the larger sizes or the little teeny tiny sizes, like in even little kilo kids. But I'm working on that. I'm gonna get that in really soon. Um, but in the, the next meantime, wave. Yeah, that's the next wave, but in the meantime, place your orders, and that gets the wave here quicker. And, um, yeah, buy T-shirts, man. I promise you, promise you, softest T-shirt ever. Like, ever. Like, I, I'm not bullshit. Have I, ever, have I ever led you astray? Andy, have I ever led them astray? Tell them. No, no, you've never led anyone astray as far as I can tell. I don't play around, people. I, I, I would never lead you astray, and I'm telling you, this is one of the, the most amazing, amazing shirts ever. So um, you, you're, you're going to want to get that. And, um, yeah, man, that's that's a goddamn show, Andy. That's a goddamn show, indeed. Hit a bumper there, man. <laughs> Sorry, here we go. <laughs> Bye, Andy. <laughs> See you in Florida, Andy. On the plane. Later, my friends. Later. Live shows on what he knows. Go to Urban Jungles Radio and listen as the legend grows. Danny Mendez, the host of UJR. Urban Java's animals and he's a reptile star. Jungle's good at what he does. He's the best by far. A herpetologist at such a young age. Spitting knowledge like a venomous cobra in rage. Known in the snake world as a reptile god. Quick on his feet like a tetrapod. Bringing down the forest like the tropical rain. Listen to the show, cause there's much to gain. Compared to Mendez, the rest are lame. If you have any questions, you know what to do. Just pick up the phone, and you can talk to the host. A diamond back in the rough. Fans wanting more, cause an hour just isn't enough. There's many in his field that do what he does. But out of all of them, no one is above. Hot snakes, hot snakes, rattle bones like earthquakes. Doing live shows on what he knows. Go to Urban Jungle Radio and listen as the legend grows. It's a legend. His legend grows. Thanks for offering to sell your tried prostate.